G'day there, and welcome to episode 5 of Journey on the Gam. I'm Michael Turtle from the travel blog Time Travel Turtle. We're now more than halfway through this epic train trip from Darwin to Adelaide, and I think it's now time to pop into the kitchen. Over the course of the journey, all of us will eat nine meals. Not only do most of them need to be cooked in really small workspaces on board, but all the ingredients need to be there from the start because there aren't many shops along the way. In this episode, we're going to find out how you feed everyone on the GAN. There are beef steaks sizzling on the barbecue this evening. Potatoes cut in half are cooking right next to them. And on a table nearby is a green salad to complete the meal. We're outside at the Alice Springs Telegraph Station, where we're having a special meal off the train. While the food is cooking, people are having a drink and a chat. Some are riding camels, and a few are standing around the small fires that are burning in metal drums. After flying back from Uluru this afternoon, I met up with the passengers who went on other trips around Alice Springs, and then we've all been brought out here, where about 30 tables have been set up under the sky. As the sun goes down and the stars come out, the band plays a classic Australian song that seems pretty appropriate right now. It's incredible how bright the stars are. Sitting here underneath them, it's pretty special. And as far as the meals on this trip go, this has got to be a highlight. Most meals, though, are served on the train, and they're still pretty special. Let's go back on board, and I'll tell you a bit about the restaurant. To help me explain how it all works, I've sat down at one of the dining tables for a chat with Sonia Lemondine. She is the restaurant manager for my section on the GAN. So what does a restaurant manager on the GAN do? Lots and lots of things. Um, I actually manage um, the restaurant that I'm allocated to at the start of the journey and approximately up to 100 guests and also the staff, the hospitality attendants uh, that work in my section of the train. So there are two areas you need to picture. The first is the lounge, which is an entire carriage with some couches and armchairs and small tables and a bar at one end. This is where people come to wait before a meal. And it's also where you can come anytime during the trip to grab a drink or a snack. The second area is the actual restaurant, which takes up two other carriages. The tables are against the windows on both sides of the train, with space for four people at each. One of the jobs Sonia has is finding out what time people would like to eat their meals, and then working out the logistics of that. It means she's always chatting with the passengers, right from the start. For people who get on the train, you're one of the sort of first faces they see. How do you... How do you start the relationship that you're going to have with the guests over the next three or four days? Because I, I need to go around and do meal sitting times and that's my first contact with the guests. And usually, you know, I, I 
can judge when I come in and, and especially when I've, I love it when I've got groups of people because then I can have a little joke with them you know sometimes there's two couples traveling together in two separate rooms but they're all in the one room and I joke about where they're all going to sleep in that one little tiny room and uh, and and yeah and just just get to know them and introduce um, you know where the section is they're eating and drinking and who the staff are and who's looking after them in that cabin. Uh, now I hope I'm not being sort of rude or pre presumption when I say that your voice has changed a bit over the few days. Um, is, is that a sort of a byproduct of what you do? <laughs> yes, it is a byproduct. Um, I have my voice at the start of the trip and um, my friends at home can usually tell um, when I've had a really, really good trip by my voice as because as the trip goes on it gets um, I start to it gets huskier and huskier. Um, I've got two days off so I'll try not to talk too much so it can recover for my next trip but so can you talk me through some of the challenges you've got? Because I mean, it is, you, you have got a small space here, you've got a lot of people. How, what are sort of the, the issues that you come across each time? Yeah, it is It is a small space. I probably suppose the start is at the start of the sitting, like the dining sitting. You know, everyone's excited. They all come to the lounge. That's where the hub is. And it's, it's logistically seating them in the restaurant because we can only seat four people at a table and of course it's not a massive restaurant so the logistics of just sorting out who's sitting where and you know getting and I have a booking uh, sittings that people are allocated to so I know who my groups are and who's in what sitting and I just yep, work, work my way through that. Michael and Tony, I've come to take you into the restaurant for your dinner this evening. Lovely, thank Would you. Would you like to follow me yeah, through? Sure, thanks. Thank you. So that's one of the things Sonia needs to do. Get a sense of the guests and try to sit them with people who they'll get on with. It's almost like matchmaking and she can see by the end of the meal whether she's got it right. As a manager, you, you need to sort of have that sense of knowing different personalities and you know, like I love to have a joke and I love to make people laugh and you, you, you have to know the right, right way of doing that. You know and and the right people um and yeah it's just it's a fun job it's fun to me you know and my my satisfaction is seeing the smiles and seeing my guests laugh and saying that they've had an amazing time when it comes to the food itself it's a high quality menu the kind of thing you would expect in a top restaurant and there are a few choices for each of the three courses at dinner and lunch and two courses at breakfast What's the, what's the specialty tonight? What are you going to recommend for us? I reckon the South Rock lamb. Oh, yum. From Kangaroo Island. Yeah, that does sound good. And the, oh, it's a toss up between the pork shoulder or the smoked salmon mousse for entree. And dinner. As I mentioned in an earlier episode, all the food and the drink during the journey is included in the price of the ticket, so you don't have to worry about that. I'm curious to see how it's all prepared though, so I pop into the kitchen to meet Chris Haywood. So could you just describe your role, what you do here on the game? I'm the chef to party of one of four crews for Great Southern Rail. I run a team of between four and seven chefs on our train journeys from Adelaide to Darwin on the GAN and from Adelaide to Sydney or Perth on the Indian Pacific. When can you sort of trace your story back to that led you to here today? Uh, well, my grandfather was actually a train technician um, for uh, National Railways before Great Southern Rail took the company over. Um, so my family's always had a history uh, with the railways. Uh, I started, uh, when I started cooking, I, I never uh, really thought I'd end up on the trains, but uh, yeah, one day I saw the uh, 
the jobs available in the, in the, in the paper and um, I applied. Chris joined Great Southern Rail when he was 27 and he's been here for three years. He seems really calm in the kitchen, but I guess you'd have to be considering there's a lot going on around you. Now the menus themselves I, I find really interesting. There's, there seems to be a real emphasis on local foods, on sort of unique Australian foods. Can you talk me yep. through that a little bit? So our menus are designed by our uh, senior chef to party, Joe. Uh, he has uh, come up with a, uh, an idea of um, mixing a, sort of a fine dining experience with a uh, outback uh, native experience as well. Um, so we're using a lot of um, native produce and also our menus reflect the of the place of where we are. So um, when we're traveling through um, the Adelaide Hills, we have produce sourced um, through that area. And um, as we go through the desert, the same thing. How do you know what everyone's going to eat? Because there are a few choices you get at every meal. How do you make sure that no one misses out on what they want? Uh, we have. Or do uh, they miss out on what they want sometimes? <laughs> uh, no, no, we are, we're very sure to make sure this, this train is well stocked. Um, we also have backup freezers down the other end of the train uh, where we um, keep, keep some items if we run low on. So I imagine there's a lot of not just cooking, but planning as well to make sure everything goes right. Uh, that's right, there's a uh, very small storage spaces, a um, lot of food for a long journey that we've got to carry it all with us, um, all the way from Adelaide to Darwin and back. Um, so a lot of uh, organisation of, of the stock, uh, so that we've got no shops on the way that we can pick up food. And what are the, the challenges I suppose, because as you say it's a small space and you don't have shops, I mean what, what are sort of some of the things that might come up on a particular day that you have to deal with? Yeah, so uh, yeah, we deal with, obviously, movement's our biggest enemy on, on the train. Um, yeah, we're, we're working with uh, hot stoves, boiling water, knives. Um, so it's just um, about preparing things at certain times when the train's uh, stationary uh, to, to maintain safe working. Chef, may I have gluten-free bread, please? One gluten-free bread. Back in the restaurant, it's starting to fill up for another meal. I'll get the buffalo curry. It can get really busy in here, and that's another challenge that the restaurant manager, Sonia Lemondine, needs to handle. What about the, I suppose, the serving side of things, you know? Um, I've got a bit of an understanding now of what's going on in the kitchen, and you're telling me now about what's happening with the, with the tables or the, the restaurant, but the, things have got to get between the kitchen and the tables. That's right. So we have um, in the kitchen, um, staff are aware that... Uh, there's a code that we use coming out if you're coming out with something or coming out to the restaurant or coming into the pantry you use coming in so that there's no collisions <laughs> you know with people coming in and out sometimes that people forget but we use that terminology coming out or coming in so it co controls the flow quite smoothly from the kitchen to the dining car yeah. same as through the you know and it and also in the dining car when the staff are here taking orders and things it can get quite congested so we're trying to get through you should say behind which means I'm coming behind you so they kind of step aside um, the other day I was a bit tongue-tied and and I went to say behind but it wouldn't come out so I just went toot toot <laughs> <laughs> and Brett knew that what I meant was I wanted to get through after a few days though, you do get used to the routine of the meals on board the GAN. And then there are the special ones off the train. I've already told you about the barbecue under the stars at Alice Springs. And coming up, there's another one. The train will soon be arriving at Cooper Pedy, 
mining town in the middle of the desert where people live underground. We're going to meet some of them and have lunch in an old tunnel. More on that next time. Next episode, the final excursion of the journey. We'll be stopping at the mining town in the middle of the desert where people escape the heat by living beneath the surface. Find out what it's like for the residents of Coobapedi. No, it's definitely not normal. Um, It's a unique type of life. Everyone's different. Um, The town has changed over the years. Um, But it's still a bloody good town. (laughs) I love it. Life as an opal miner in the middle of nowhere is coming up on the next episode of Journey on the Gan. In the meantime, it would be great if you could subscribe and review the podcast and share it with anyone you think might enjoy a trip like this. I'm Michael Turtle from the travel blog Time Travel Turtle. Speak to you soon. <laughs>